Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. Let me say something about answering questions. Um, you can't just say, here's the answer and that's it. Because uh, everybody's family is a little bit different. Some are a little bit more complicated. Some are uh, spread out over ages. Some only has one child. Some families have a number of children. And they're juggling a number of things. Some are single-parent families. And so one answer doesn't necessarily um, work with uh, the same question for different families. And so, you know, I, I really believe that, that there are a number of answers to different things. And the job of parenting is to try to figure out how do we engage everything that we're knowing to be true, because we're changing our mindset of how to engage with our kids. And, and so, you know, the first thing that I go to is make sure that you've signed up for our weekly newsletter that goes out. Uh, you can go to parentingtodaysteens.org, and at the bottom of the page, there's a there's a place to sign up for the newsletter. But in that newsletter, let me just tell you that there's going to be a couple of articles. One article is for families who are struggling. Another article is, is more about just the normalcy of raising teens. There's the YouTube um, Heartlight Stories that becomes key. There is a place to ask me a question, and it says, if you mustache mark a question, and if you've ever seen me, you know why that is. It's got our podcast schedule. We're always going to be putting up a video of the week, and that video of the week is, is you know, maybe me speaking somewhere, but it may be uh, something that we're teaching on in particular, just a little 15, 20-minute video something sharing with you. We're always going to be pushing a resource and saying, hey, if if um, if you want to find out a little bit more, here's something for you to grab a hold of. We're going to be sharing the the weekend radio broadcast. And I mean, I mean it's like this one, uh, this week is on 10 reasons your teen might try drugs. You know, uh, the podcast schedule is don't lose your authority. It's my interviews with kids. What is your treasure? Um there is another place on the newsletter that says, here's where Mark is going to be over the next uh, week. Uh, and I sure hope that if I am in your part of the country that you'll come uh, hear me speak because I'd love to meet you and answer more questions. We have upcoming events like where I'll be in the days ahead, and, and maybe it's, it's that I'll uh, be leading a family in crisis conference or a Zoom conference. And then at the bottom of the page, you can find out about Heartlight, our residential counseling center, about our radio program, about bookstore stuff, about free parenting resources. And I say all of this because I want you to know that that sometimes answers are very complicated. And so what I try to do more than anything else is to give kind of an, an oversight. Some of the questions that people ask, they don't tell me the age of the child, and then they're and there sure is a difference between a 12-year-old and a 19-year-old. Um, and if you have 10 kids in the family or just one kid in the family, or if you're a single mom. or uh, So when you ask your questions, give me, give me some ideas about what's going on. And, um, and know that I'll kind of give you a, an overview answer in some way. 
Is that fair enough? Okay, uh, the questions today, I mean, there's like five or six of them, and I, and I think they're wonderful. Um, you know, one person is, is saying, hey, I've, I've got a baby coming, and my daughter's having a tough time. Uh, we'll talk about that. Another uh, single mom says, how can I be more fun? Um, another wife, another mom says, uh, we're trying to give our 13-year-old son some more opportunities, and what do I do? Um, another one is a grandparent who found that their uh, great-granddaughter is posting pictures of herself that are inappropriate and out of line. Somebody else is writing about their son that's 19, and and uh, somebody else uh, you know, is asking a question about how much do we share with a teen during a lengthy, high-conflict divorce. And so I'm going to go through all of these and and give you some answers that I think might be able to stimulate thought. And remember this, the, remember this, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do is to give you uh, a, a mindset of parenting. I really believe that that God intends for us to parent our kids just like he parents us, full of grace, full of truth, um, uh, never leaving, always standing by our kids and, and walking with them. And what I can add to that is just that I've lived with 3,000 kids through the years and have, you know, worked at a Christian sports camp, Kennecott Camp in Branson, Missouri. Um, I have been a Young Life Area director. I've been a youth pastor of a church, beginning to sound like I'm like 90 years old or something. I'm not. And um, uh, But I've done a lot of stuff with kids. And so I can share my insight on that. So here's the first question. Somebody says, my daughter's 14 and only child and not at all happy that I'm expecting a baby. I never expected to get one this late. Uh, we're a blended family. She's been raised by her stepdad since she was four. I think she's worried she might lose some of his love and maybe mine when the baby comes. And so the question here is, you know, I don't want to uh, overdo it and compound feel, nor do I want to uh, glaze over something that may be bothering her. Please help. Okay, mom, let me tell you this. She's going to be fine. You know, I, I think anytime there's an addition to a family uh, that other kids kind of ripple a little bit, and either they're really excited or they feel like somebody's going to take something away from them. And she is 14 years old, so that means she's typically uh, a very selfish girl like most 14-year-olds are. But she'll be fine. And, and, you know, she probably hasn't known any different having somebody else in the family. And, but give it a little bit of time. And, and, uh, and I think, that, you know, this is why you're pregnant for nine months, so that everybody can prepare for the expansion of your family. So uh, blessings on you, Crystal. I think it'll, it'll work out well. Another mom says, I'm a single mom, I'm a second grade teacher, and I'm having trouble being quiet and enjoyable. <laughs> I love it. I've been reading and listening to you for several years, and, you know, my 17-year-old son is uh, less angry and feeling more love than I think. I'm trying to make him more responsible and, and not give him so much that, you know, that he won't want a job. But anyway, so how can I be more fun? Okay, mom, do this, do this. You know, it's it's if you have trouble being quiet and enjoyable, then do this. Do a couple of things and say, how can I relax the atmosphere at home? Maybe it's by backing down a little bit on the cleanliness of somebody's room or a bathroom, or or maybe it's saying, 
You don't have to pick up everything all the time, or everything doesn't have to be as perfect. And 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 believe me, I know what perfect is because I'm obsessive compulsive. I'm always cleaning. I always want things neat and tidy. I want things put up. When my grandkids come over, I always I follow them around the house, always picking up their stuff because it just it bothers me. I see streaks on a window I've got to clean. I see light bulbs that are burnt out that I've got to replace. If something's broken, I've got to fix it immediately. And I will drive people absolutely crazy by my incessant desire to want to have everything perfect. You know, this side of heaven, uh, it's not going to be perfect. And so your child is wanting to live in a relaxed atmosphere where they can be welcomed and enjoy you. So do the first thing and say, how can I relax the atmosphere? The second thing I'd say is this, that maybe your rules are too strict. You know, maybe you're just constantly explaining. You know, moms have this way to tell you what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I told you. And and so I would say, just look at your rules. Are they too strict? Are you not letting them stay up enough? Um, back off a little bit. You know, set up some rules for the home and and uh, determine what those boundaries are for everybody, but then back up where you don't have to be so strict. And the third thing I would tell you is this. Pick some new experiences that you can go on. Go do something different. What would make him happy? What could you two do, even on a weekly basis? And maybe it's, you know, you're a single mom, you're a second grade, go see a movie. Maybe it's uh, going to his special place to eat. He gets to pick every Tuesday night where you get to go eat. Maybe it's going to a special basketball game or baseball game or football game somewhere. Doing something together, surprising him in some way. Um, and I get it. I get it. I mean, kids kids want to be entertained in a sense, and what you're trying to figure out how to do is how to interject yourself into the life of your child, and it's tough. As a single mom, learn to play some video games with your kid. Tell him to teach you. Tell him you'll buy him whatever game it is as long as he teaches you, and then you get to spend time together. And if you get to spend so much time together, you'll buy a new TV for him to play or a new monitor for him to play on. So he'll love it all the more. You've got to create those opportunities to spend time together. And it's a little bit of work. So good luck. Good luck. Somebody else asked me, hey, uh, Mark, my husband and I are trying to give our 13-year-old son more opportunities to manage chores, homework, personal care without us always reminding him, right? reminding him to brush his teeth, pack a water bottle for school, unpacking his lunch from the day before, reminding him over and over again And uh, do you have any solutions how to help him move from us reminding him to him taking on the responsibility of his own? I do. Stop. Quit reminding him. He's a 13-year-old kid that's awkward, and he's probably spending a little bit of time trying to figure out what social grace is and why there's even a need to brush your teeth. You know, it, it's what he needs more than anything else is some little girl to look at him and go, man, your breath is awful. You know, I your breath is miserable. You need to do something. What they need is somebody to say something to him to get him to take care of his hygiene. For somebody else to say, hey, you stink. You know, there's something about that that a child's got to learn on their own. Because what he'll do is ignore you because he's trying to take control of his life 
every young man wants control of his life, and maybe that's the way he does it. But now he's learning about social norms, and he needs to engage differently. He's going to learn from other people. You know, it, it doesn't matter. I haven't seen um, too many kids that have, that have uh, really ruined their health because of lack of water. Um, and I haven't seen too many kids, 13, 14-year-old boys, that have all their teeth pulled out because they're not brushing their teeth. Um, there is something about him learning that becomes important. Let him learn so you don't have to speak all the time and you don't have to nag him. But when he gets in the car and his, and his breath smells like, you know, something you've stepped in in your backyard, tell him your breath stinks. Don't be afraid. Full of grace full of truth. I'm still going to move toward you. I still love you, but your breath stinks and you got to do something about it because it's like melting the ice off the car. It melts the pain off the car. Every time you breathe, you're melting my hair when you talk to me. And what you do is say it in such a way that it's funny, but truthful. And somebody would say, well, man, uh, Mark, that sounds really sarcastic. You know what? Young boys get along well with sarcasm, especially a dad and a son. You know, I, I think it's a man's love language, quite honestly, that men get to be sarcastic with one another, not cutting and ripping apart, but being very truthful with each other and learning to laugh at our maybe inconsistencies and, and our imperfections. And your son has a couple of them and he needs to learn. So don't, I mean, if he didn't want to take his lunch out of his uh, whatever it's backpack, then don't let him take it. Let it rot. Hope that it does. You know, put something in there. It will rot quickly and smell. You know, let him learn about those things. You know, it's it's interesting too that somebody else asked another question um, that goes along with this a little bit. And and it's interesting that the question is like a page and a half long uh, in the explanation. And I and I get it. But if this is how people explain themselves all the time, then with all these words, I go, ah, no wonder you're having problems with some of your kids because, you know, I, I know this, that, that moms have an amazing way of speaking a lot of words, but, but really young boys that, that are 13 to 15 years old don't have the ability to take in all those words. It's just because they're not mentally astute to be able to do so. And so I would say be brief in some of your comments because this mom says, hey, I have a son that's 14. He's, he's fourth out of six, you know, in the number of family. But whenever I tell him he needs a haircut, he says no. And when I tell him before we leave for church, wet your hair on comb and he says no. You know, it's a, this is a 14-year-old young man, which means he's almost 15, which he's just a year away from driving a car, which means he's just two years away from being able to serve in the military or get a job or go off to college. So he's not that far away. He may be three years away. And if you're telling him to comb his hair and, and um, cut his hair, you know what? I'd leave it alone. I would just leave it alone. At some point, you, you, you know, you've got to determine which hill you're going to die on and which is worth it and which is not. And so maybe you leave this one alone and say, I'm just going to back off a little bit. The other part of this is that the younger brother keeps bothering him a little bit. And uh, it says when his younger brother provokes or does something that, that Isaac doesn't particularly like, he, you know, Isaac yells, stop it, or he teases back or swats at his, at his brother. You know, and I go, you know what? Little brothers learn. I was one. And my big brother taught me 
kind of the rules of how to engage with somebody older, and it was good. You know, just as iron sharpens iron, so shall one brother <laughs> sharpen another. And that's what happens. And, I, and, and the telltale sign of, of, of maybe the same atmosphere that's creating something in your son is when, when you stated that, you know, my daughter went through the same thing and she was yelling at us. And, you know, I think what they're wanting to do is to establish a sense of independence. And so give it to them. Let them have the opportunity to become more and more independent so that you don't have to nag them all the time. They can take care of their stuff. You treat them as if they're older, they'll take care of you. Treat them like a little kid, they're going to act like a little kid. And so anyway, so, so take advantage of it. And so Angel, thank you for your, your question. I know it's a long answer, but it's, but it's something that's important, uh, just about how you guys get along. Uh, another uh, great grandmother said, my granddaughter, great-granddaughter, just turned 13 October 1st. I've raised her since she was eight months old. I'm worried about sexual activity for the last year or so. I found where she keeps going to porn sites and posting sexual pictures of herself from her dad's phone. I've taken her phone away over a year ago, and for her birthday, I gave her another chance with a new phone. I just checked it today, and she's gone back to those sites again. I put all kind of blocks on her phone, but she seems to be able to go around it. Hey, you know, last week I talked about, uh, in one of the questions, about a book that I'm uncovering here. It's called Drowning in Screen Time by David Murrow, and I'm anxious to meet this fella, but I love it. And and uh, he, he talks about the, how to handle some of these things with kids, but the difficulty and hardship. At, at 13 years of age, great-grandma, you got a problem, and... Um, You've got a, a young lady that feels like this is the way to engage and it's going to get her into trouble. And I would say this, one more time, one more time, and there's no phone. I will not pay for it. And you keep her from it. And if you give her back a phone, you say, I'm going to own that phone, which means this. I get to choose when you use it and when you don't, when you turn it on, when you turn it off. We're going to develop some no-cell zones, some no-cell times, and we're going to develop a list of no-nos. And if you violate that, then you'll lose the phone. And it's just as simple as that. And I would affirm her and tell her, I want you to connect with your friends. I want you to, have, uh, I want you to be invited to things by your friends. I want you to have a great relationship, and I want you to use it. But I'm not going to allow you to destroy yourself and do things that are inappropriate. And so just know that I'll fight you on this. I'll fight you. I love you. I care for you. I want the best for you. But if you continue to do this, you're not going to have a phone, and it's going to get even more complicated in the days ahead. And you can say that in a very gentle way. She knows that she's doing something wrong because she's hiding it from you. Anytime a child hides something, they know that it's wrong. They know they shouldn't be doing that. So what you're asking her to do is just to follow her own morals, um, to, to follow that moral compass that she has, that she can move in that way. Good luck. Let me know. And uh, if I need to give you a bigger answer, I'll do that. Somebody else said this. My son is 19. He's going to turn 20 in January. And some of the things I hear you say seem to apply to him today. He's out of high school, but he's not out of the house. He's working, going to school. Would you think that some of what you say would also apply to a young adult? A young adult. And I go, you know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
kids are not growing up as quick as, as they used to. Uh, for a number of reasons, and and uh, and so just about everything I talked about really goes for kids all the way up to age 23, 24. Another person asked a question here. They didn't leave a name, but it's a great question. It says, any suggestions for parenting or supporting a teen during a lengthy, high-conflict divorce where the teen is unaware of the domestic violence that led to the separation and parent-child alienation uh, that is occurring. We don't want to throw the offending parent under the bus because in the end they'll always be their parent. But the intentional destruction of what was an amazing relationship between a father and a son and the psychological manipulation of the teenager is heartbreaking. Any advice? Yeah, I do have some advice for you. You know, I think that kids at age 12 and 13 don't need to know all the details. Uh, they know that there's been a divorce and they know that somebody's not getting along. But when your child becomes a little bit older, you know what's happening by not sharing things with them. And if it's the truth, it's the truth. Don't make up things. Don't make them look bad. Just say, this is what happened. This is what went on. And I think at age 16, 15, 16, you can start telling them some of those things. Saying, you know, I don't, I don't want you to not love your dad. Uh, but, but we fell out of love because we didn't get along. And here's the reasons we maybe didn't get along. And this is what happened. And and so we chose to end it. I think there's something about being truthful with a child. You know, and you don't have to give details. Please don't give details of everything. But I do think that you need to spend some time engaging with your child, letting them know that you don't want to hide anything from them, that you don't want to avoid anything, but that you don't want to be deceptive either. And I would go further and say this. You know, that I, I think anytime there's a divorce and... and um, it's always a two-way street, and and I would tell your son, I just want you to know that that I had fault in this relationship as well. Not only did your dad, but I did as well, and 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 enlist those things. I mean, admit your faults uh, in the relationship, and just say it's not an intent to make your dad look bad, but I do want you to know that I I just don't want you to think that I'm hiding something from you. Because if you hide something from them, then it's saying, oh, we can't deal with stuff. We can't be truthful. We can't be honest. And I think every mom and dad want that within their family. So uh, good luck to you in, in having that. And I, I hope that conversation goes well. You know, your son may already know a lot more than, than you think. Hey, your questions have been absolutely wonderful, so please, you know, keep getting them to me. Um, as I said, sign up for that newsletter. The other thing that you can do is go to our app. It's a Parenting Today's Teens app. Go to your app store, and, and you will find that you can find just about everything that we talk about from podcasts to radio programs to answering questions to interviews that I do with kids. Whatever it is, you can find it there. And let me remind you, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, and that's at parentingtodaysteens.org. Hey, look forward to giving you some answers next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit ParentingTodaysTeens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit HeartlightMinistries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.